Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am your host, Chase Coburn, and today I am joined by a very special guest, a forward for the Fairfield Stags men's basketball team, Lou Bleachmore. Lou, thanks so much for coming on and welcome no, to the show. No worries, Chase. It's 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 my pleasure to be here, man. Well, I'm so glad you are uh, able to come on. So, you know, to start off the show, I think it's right. You know, when did you realize you wanted and had the talent to be a basketball player? And then what did you do to kind of pursue that passion and make it a reality? Yeah, so um, growing, growing up in Australia, I, I always played basketball um, from a young age. Um, but in terms of my hobbies and interests, it was always kind of on the back burner. Um, I kind of let a lot of other things take my top priority spot. And then I kind of realized around seventh, eighth grade, like, mm, I think basketball is the way to go. And so I would just start practicing a lot. I would go down to the courts every weekend, any chance I got really, and would just spend all day there with either with some friends or by myself, just working on my game and trying to get better. Yeah, I feel like you hear that a lot. You know, once you really find a passion, you just continue to practice it day in and day out and yes, get very good at it. And that, mm-hmm. that, I think that, that showed definitely in your case. So uh, previously we had Taj Benning on the show, who is mm-hmm. a uh, who used to be a guard for the Stags, and now he is a guard for the uh, Coburn Cougars of the NBL in Australia. And something that he said about playing in Australia is that the players there, they're not as like ball heavy, dribblish, one-on-one dominant type players mm. compared to the US. So considering you did, as you mentioned, grew up in you grew up in Sydney, Australia, would you say you kind of realized that too? And if not, what would you say is the biggest difference between playing ball in Australia compared to the US? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with his point. Um you know, some of the biggest differences are, I guess you could say almost every aspect of the game. You know, the physicality is different. Um, like you said, the dribbling and the isolation and the one-on-one scoring is very different. We don't really do that um, in Australia. There will be certain people who are good enough, but, you know, it's a, it's a team-oriented sport. So um, Australia really do a good job of embodying that and, um, you know, any at any kind of level. Um, that, that's how you're taught, you know, team first. So... Um, yeah, a lot of ball movement, a lot of unselfishness. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very different game over here than it is uh, back home for sure. I think you see that a lot too. Like if you watched, uh, I didn't watch much, but like if you watch a little bit of the FIBA uh, World Cup for basketball this summer, mm-hmm. or like if you watch the Olympics, you see these other countries like Australia. It's much more like team oriented. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. And like the U.S. And it's interesting kind of, you know, the difference there. So you moved from Australia to America in 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say were your biggest challenges on the court and off the court transitioning and moving to a new country? Yeah. So on the court, biggest challenges was I, I wasn't big enough. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had been lifting on my own when I was at home, uh, but I wasn't used to like a proper weight weight training program um so i wasn't big enough i wasn't strong enough um i had a little bit of athleticism at the time nothing like i do now um and i can credit that to uh you know the training system and the training programs that i had in prep school um but yeah uh off the court off the court it was hard man you know being away from family um being away from friends and and kind of just being isolated um, it, it does take a toll on you and obviously it's time that you can't get back. So, uh, I just, you know, every day I get in the gym, I, I try and go as hard as I can because 
you know, that's why I'm here, uh, away from my family, away from my friends, you know, right. pursuing, pursuing my passion. So, um, you know, it would almost be disrespectful to them if, if I, if I stepped out on the court one day and just went half speed and, and didn't give my full effort. So, right. um, yeah, being away from family is definitely probably the toughest thing off the court. So you say it essentially like motivates you on the court. Yeah. Yeah. It motivates me. It's all subconscious as well. Like, obviously I'm not in a game, you know, thinking about, Oh man, I haven't seen my family in a while, but subconsciously, like it's, it's a driving factor. Um, I don't okay. need to think about it for it to be on my mind. Um, and it, just, it, get, it gets me going when I need to. Absolutely. So while this, while the transition I'm about to talk about probably wasn't as tough, you know, like your teammate Jasper Floyd, who was previously on the show, mm-hmm. you've now transferred three times mm-hmm. in your uh, collegiate basketball career. What would you say have been the toughest challenges that you've, you know, seen transferring from school to school? Yeah. Um, so obviously my first transfer was from Harkham uh, Junior College to St. Joe's last year and then from St. Joe's to here. Um I'd say the toughest thing is just kind of like finding a home. Um, obviously, um, as we spoke about, I'm not from here, so it's right. nice when you find when you find somewhere that feels like home and you can kind of not get comfortable. Well, yeah, get comfortable within a sense, um, not complacent, but comfortable. Um, right. And that's the toughest part. Is and that comes from multiple aspects. It comes from the commu- community around you. Comes from the area you're in comes from the people you go to school with, your teachers, your coaches, your teammates, everybody. Um, and I guess I found that more here um, than I have in the past, um, which is why I think I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot more here. And, you know, it's a lot easier um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, I've had a, in my, in my past, I've had a bit of struggles. So, you know, I found a good spot in Fairfield and I'm liking it. I'm glad to hear that. What initially did you like at Fairfield that made you transfer here for your senior season? Yeah, it was mainly the opportunity um, presented to me. Um, when I was talking to Coach Young, once I put my name in the portal, he um, he's familiar with my game. He tried to recruit me out of uh, uh, junior college, um, but I was already down the line with St. Joe's. And um, one of the former players here, Chris Mido, was actually me and him went to prep school together. So that's cool. I have a feeling Coach Young and his staff probably saw me at some point in prep school as well. So he was yeah. very familiar with my game and he knew what I could bring to the table. And, you know, he essentially said, look, like we need you to have a valuable, you know, impactful role here and we need you to be a leader as well. And, right. you know, ultimately that's, you know, why I play the sport. Like I don't play the sport for the stats or, you know, the, the numbers or anything. Like I play to be a positive role role model and a positive leader on the floor and right. through that helping my team win to me that's nothing better yeah that that that's awesome because you don't hear that in a lot of players these days you know that really you know value that leadership and winning more than statistics mm. you know you can look at all these different sports that that's obviously great to hear but on the court you obviously have your uh fair share of talents what would you say is your biggest strength oh my biggest strength um I'd say my dunking ability and my my three-point shooting are like 1A and 1B. Um, yeah. I do love to dunk. I do love – you throw me a lob, I'll go get it. If I yeah. see a lane, I'm going to go punch it. But also if I see an open shot, I'm shooting it. 
if you give me a second, if you give me an inch, I'm letting it go. So one A and one B. Yep. And, you know, Coach Young, something that he did mention, I remember, and he said it in a press conference, he wrote in an article as well uh, for Fairfield's website. And he was saying that, you know, when you came in, how you were going to add a lot of, you know, stretch, you know, you're going to stretch the floor and add a lot of those abilities with your shot and mm-hmm. inside the paint. So, you know, it's funny that you said, uh, you know, those two things. Yeah. But, you know, obviously we were talking about it off camera. It's October. I mean, the season is a month away. The summer mm-hmm. just flew by completely. Um, so what would you say like practice is like? Because obviously I feel like practice in August would be different than practice in early November. So explain to me kind yeah. of what practice is like and how it changes as you get closer to the season. Yeah. So, you know, early on when we're months away, it's, it's typically lighter. I'm not saying it's light or it's easy, but it's light. It's on the lighter side. We'll get a lot of shots up. We'll um, walk through a lot of the offense or, you know, what kind of plays you want to run. And then as we pick it up coming into, uh, you know, a month away or a few weeks away, we'll start to ramp it up a bit. We'll play a lot more. Um, We'll get up and down. We'll run up and down. Um, You know, the intensity just gets turned up, just gets turned up a little more. Um, And and everybody's just, you know, bringing that energy and and pushing each other because we know that we we can be very good. And it's all about us pushing ourselves to get there because um, no one else can do it but us. So right. kind of just turning that, turning that uh, the volume up, essentially, turning the volume up and, and, and really amping things up. So obviously practice is one of the main things that a basketball player does, but there's also so much that goes into being a basketball player. So explain to me, what is a day in the life of a Division One basketball player at Fairfield University? Okay, so wake up. Well, practice is at about nine o'clock. So, you know, I typically wake up an hour, maybe an hour and some change beforehand, um, you know, make sure I'm eating good, some good breakfast. And then I'll head to head to the gym and warm up. And then practice, we usually go from nine to 11.30, 12. And then once practice finishes, we lift from 12 to one. And then everybody's schedule is different, but we'll, we'll typically have class in the afternoon. I know some days I've got a two o'clock class and a five o'clock class. You know, on Tuesdays I have a six thirty to nine o'clock class. Um, so it just depends on on your schedule, but that's pretty much like the gist of um, you know the, the day in the life. And then obviously you'll go into the training room if you're feeling a bit banged up or something. Um, right. You know, if you need to take care of something, you'll go see the trainers. So when we had uh, Jasper on, you know, we were mentioning kind of like how it's hard to balance education and then also sports at the same time. And you know, mm-hmm. it's funny, personally, I did not know that, you know, school could go to that late um, in college if you're an athlete like that. So that is mm-hmm. uh, that is definitely interesting. How do you balance that? I mean, it's probably difficult sometimes to yeah. have a class until nine o'clock when you have practice and you're working out and doing all this work all day. So how do you kind of balance that? I mean, there's no easy way to balance it, really. You kind of just got to do it. Um, and I guess that can teach you a lot just about life, um, especially post-basketball, post, post basketball, post-college, whatever you whatever you want to call it. You know, you just got to do it. You know, it's right. not something that everybody wants to do. You know, no one really wants to stay in class until 9 o'clock or have three classes after we've just practiced for three hours and lifted for an hour. But, you know, it's just one of those things you got to do. You know, you're a student athlete at the end of the day. You signed up uh, for both. So, you know, you got to respect both and put time into both. So, 
Yep, that that definitely makes a ton of sense. But as an athlete, I thought this was really cool. Uh, you guys, you and your team, the Stags, went to Costa Rica uh, mm. in the of August. You had a tournament there, three games. You won all three. Yeah. You were incredible as a rebounder. So explain to me in the audience what that experience was like. It was it was it was amazing. You know, I loved it down there. Um, I I think it flew by a little too quickly. I wish we could rewind a little bit, yeah. but it was lovely. Um, it's a lovely place. We, we played some really good games. Um, and it was just good to be out there on the floor with, with my new teammates and, 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 and learning and, you know, playing with them and, um, you know, also being able to showcase uh, what I can do on the floor um, and kind of the role that, you know, I can, I can have for this team. Um, and it resulted in three wins, so we can't complain. Yeah. Obviously, you definitely cannot complain. Um, but this is your senior season. This is the yeah. last hurrah of your collegiate basketball career. So what are your goals for this coming season at Fairfield? Uh, first and foremost, to just be as successful as we can. I know um, everybody may have certain awards or something. I think my number one thing is just trying to win the MAC um, yeah. and, and get up there and, and you know secure a spot in the national tournament. That would be the biggest the biggest plus, the biggest takeaway from this year. Um, individually, I would just like to just like to play. I would like to be able to be out there so I can help my team win, so that I can um, be of value. You know, I feel like when I don't play a whole lot, um, whilst I'm, you know, kicking and screaming for my teammates on the bench and I'm always supportive, um, I feel like the more I play, the more impactful I can be um, and the more you can get out of me. So... Um, from an individual standpoint, you know, just play, play a decent amount. Yeah. You know, it's been a, it's been a really long time actually since the Stags made the NCAA tournament. So, you know, if you were mm. able to make it this year, that would be a, be something special, especially in your only year in Fairfield. Definitely yeah, it would be big time. It would be nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we are going to wrap up the show here, but I always ask this to every athlete that I do interview uh-huh. you know, depending on their sport. You know, I have many, you know, friends that want to be athletes when they're older. You know, if you had to give one piece of advice to an aspiring athlete or basketball player, what would it be and why? Ooh, I would just say it's it's cliche, but just never give up. You know, I remember when I was young, 13, 14, 15, and all I dreamed about was coming to the U.S. Um, And I just never gave up. You know, I was I never played any high level basketball back home you would never if you could ask anybody who knew me growing up they would tell you you would never pictured me playing uh division one basketball um let alone um where god has me planned for the future um but just never give up never give up never give up it doesn't matter if you have no offers it doesn't matter if you're not on a certain team just keep on going never give up you know michael jordan didn't make his varsity basketball team initially. So, you know, that's a, I think that's a great lesson in every profession. Exactly. You know, just never give up and, and keep working hard. Keep working Luke Leachmore, thanks so much for coming on uh, to the show today. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we wish you good luck for the upcoming season. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you so much for your time. No uh, that is going to be it today for the Cool Sports Network. Uh, we hope you guys all did enjoy. Uh, alongside for this episode, Lou Leachmore. As always, I am Chase Coburn, and we'll see you next time here on the Cool Sports Network.